0: Good morning, welcome to Emma Audio, episode 131. This is a wooden spoon geek out. And what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is how to transition from the rim of a bowl down into the bowl itself of a wooden spoon. Um, I think, first of all, the thing to keep in mind is that if you hear noises in the background, we have some guys who are fixing the slate roof on the main part of the house today, so that's what you're hearing. Um, the way I think about a wooden spoon, I, th- I prefer a wooden spoon that is slightly thicker at the deepest part of the bowl and then tapers in thickness so that the rim is thinner than the deepest part of the bowl. Um, that being said, that requires that you approach the rim of the bowl with a certain degree of precision because as it gets thinner, you have less and less room to adjust. So... The way I handle that is, once I have gotten the rim to look exactly the way I want from the side, I then trim it up slightly uh, so that it looks the way, that that the overall bowl shape looks the way I want when looked at from the top. Then, and this is after I've sort of halfway carved the rim of the, the bowl of the spoon, then I go and I carve just around the outline of how I want the rim to be. And by focusing on the by the inner rim, so essentially what I'm doing is I'm using the knife to create the line of the inner rim. And I don't try and keep this inner rim even except on round forms, which for whatever reason I choose to make the rim perfectly even all the way around. Making the rim even all the way around, as I've already talked about, is really hard. And to my mind, not particularly worth it. Um, And so I focus instead on just getting a nice sweet line and have the rim be narrower on the sides and a little bit thicker at the tip. And I can create sort of a blended curve that approximates that, that looks nice all the way around much more easily than I can have a perfectly equally sized rim because the problem with an equal rim all the way around is that if you mess up in any one area that sends you scuttling back to try and adjust all the other areas to get it down to that new thickness so i carve that inner rim first and the reason i carve that inner rim first is that if you try to hollow out the depth of a spoon and have your cuts end up exactly where you want on the rim, chances are good, at least some of the time, you're gonna overshoot the mark and you're gonna overcut the rim and end up with it being too thin. So by establishing the inner line of the rim first and staying away from the center of the bowl, I can I then establish that line exactly how I want. And then basically all of my cuts start at that inner rim with the knife edge sort of right at that inner rim and swirl down into the middle of the bowl. This allows me to get a really clean curve to the inner, to the, to the bowl itself. And that's what I'm looking for is to have a nice clean curve with no bumps in it. Not just track marks of the spoon, but no, you know, I actually want the curve that is formed as the shape to be a nice even curve. That's important. Um, track marks are less important. And and by starting at that inner rim that I've already established, I'm not trying to establish it right now. I've already swirled the knife around to create that inner rim very carefully. You can't just go around in a complete circle. You have to go in the right direction for the grain. By doing that, and then by starting at that now established inner rim and swirling my way down into the middle of the bowl, and then essentially swirling the knife kind of in a J-stroke, to get it to exit out of the grain, I can create a really nice transition where I have a clean rim exactly the size that I want it, and it transitions from that nice, clean, uh, nicely proportioned rim down into a beautifully curved bowl. Now, once that is done, once I have gone as deep as I want to go, then the key is to... Um, The final step for the inside of the rim down into the bowl is to do a tiny little micro chamfer that knocks off the corner that is created from the transition from the flat rim to the curved inside of the bowl. I used to do this with the tip of the Sloyd knife, holding it really choked up and careful, but you always run the risk of having um, the tip of your knife dig in. To the center of the bowl that you've just spent so much time trying to get nice and clean and then i saw a video that barn did where he took a hammer to a mora and essentially made a curved mora and said you know this is great because it allows me to do this inner chamfer without having the tip run the danger of digging into the bowl and i thought well i don't want to bang up one of my moras." But I have a knife that's already curved. Why don't I just use the hook knife to cut this tiny chamfer? So that's what I do. I use the hook knife itself, and I do this tiniest little chamfer. I don't want it to be noticeable when you look at it. I want it to be noticeable when you put the spoon in your mouth that it feels smooth and slightly rounded. But I'm shooting for invisible to the eye, um, or at least at first glance. And then I round similarly sized chamfers on the outside of that top face of the rim and on the underside of the rim as well. So my rim is composed of three microchampers on the transition from the rim down into the bowl, on the transition from the rim to the outside edge, and the transition from the outside edge to the underside of the bowl. And if you combine microchampers in all three of those places, you will end up with a beautifully rounded rim from those facets.